Robots vs. Dinosaurs is a proud member of the Apocalypse Podcast Network. Check out Apocalypse Podcast Network for more great podcasts. The following podcast is sponsored by Robots vs. Dinosaurs. Disclaimer, this podcast is about to spoil several movies from 6 to 20 years old. Lou, read off the list. Today, Robots vs. Dinosaurs will be spoiling for you, the listener. The Hobbit, Up, the Star Wars prequels, Overlord, The Boys, The Tick, Short Circuit, Bicentennial Man, Heartbeeps, Justice League, The Snyder Cut, Beast Wars, Captain America, The First Avenger, Captain America, The Winter Soldier, Captain America, Civil War, Guardians of the Galaxy, and Solo. A Star Wars story. Hello and welcome to Robots vs. Dinosaurs, the podcast where we watch a movie or a TV show every week and then try to determine which one is cooler. Robots, dinosaurs, or super soldiers in flag smasher masks that can ride on top of a moving truck and beat up other super soldiers. Yes, that's... Pure perfection. I'm your host, <laughs> Louis G, and with me, as always, is my co-host, a new co-host every week, unless I'm talking about uh, Falky Boy and Winty Minty. I have a returning co-host, Ryan T. Lawler. Welcome, Ryan. Hello. Welcome to me. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ryan, why don't you tell the audience what episode of Falky Falk and Winty Boy we're going to be talking about today? Uh, now, this week's uh, Falky Falky and the Winty Boy, we got episode two, The Star-Spangled Man. That's right. The Star-Spangled Man. This episode stars Wyatt Russell, who yes. we know f- as Carl from the Pixar movie Up, and <laughs> uh, <laughs> along with Aaron Kellyman. Um, Ryan, are you familiar with Aaron Kellyman at all? No, I'm not. <clears throat> Why don't you so invite me? In this show, she plays uh, Carly. Uh, I believe we, I believe we get her first and last name in the episode. Somebody identifies her as Carly uh, Morgenthau. Yeah. I and, jotted it down, but yeah, well, at the point where we got there, but yeah, go on, Carly. We're definitely going to talk about it, but it it seems like she is the leader of some sort of resistance force that's fighting against the big government that has all the resources and she's trying people call her robin hood or they call her people robin hood because they're trying to reallocate what the rich have and give it to the poor the movie have you did you see solo a star wars story i did not see that no uh this same actress uh plays aaron kellyman she plays a character named emphis nest in solo that the pair of- great show great show yeah. <laughs> it's it's one of those weird star wars names that like that's kind of a thing with star wars names is they almost sound like something they almost sound like a phrase um, yeah, they do <laughs> real quick there's a character that's named eth koth uh, he's one of the jedi he kind of looks like a moth and yeah. the story behind the name is that when they were like when they showed the creature design to George Lucas, he said "Eek, a moth," and that's how they distilled the name Eth Koth. Well, you know, so, when you've been, <laughs> it makes sense. You know, you've been making these movies for so long, you're come up with these crazy alien names. I mean, you got to just start being creative. That that's that's great. Yeah, first thing that I comes like, to mind, like no yeah. bad ideas, just throw spaghetti. Just <laughs> um, but Empis, Empis Nest is uh, basically kind of the same. She's like a freedom fighter. She steals resources from the empire and mm-hmm. tries to give them to yeah. people. So it's, yeah, just, fan, fans of Solo, A Star Wars Story will recognize this actress. Yeah, pretty and much in my opinion, what playing, she's doing here. 
you know playing a very similar character but i do like this character i do and i like that they got her because yeah. she's really good at action definitely a good a good performer too we haven't really seen her like dramatic stuff yet but i think we're going to see a lot more of this character yeah so i just wanted to mention her a little bit yeah totally and that just uh, just i'll throw that one little bit about her too in the acting that face she made kicking him out the door like just a little subtle acting was really good and i'm sure we'll see a lot more later but yeah she's she was good i think she's gonna make make for a good one uh, so I'm going to talk about the, I'm going to describe the opening shot of the episode so we can get into it. And then just, just like, uh, both Falcon and our new, our new, well, America's new Captain America. I don't know if he's yes. our new Captain America. Right. I'm not ready yeah. if he's my, I'm not sure if he's my Captain America yet, but I don't think the I'm new ready. Captain America and Falcon both have this concept of the big three. So they talk about aliens, androids, and wizards being the big three. And just like last episode, your host, Luigi, has three big questions. So I'm going to do the opening sequence. Ryan's going to talk about the episode. And then I'm going to have my big three questions for Ryan. Cool. So our episode opens on a garment bag being slowly unzipped. And there's a a suit underneath it. We're in some sort of locker room. And uh, the camera peels back a little bit, and it's Carl from Up. It's w- <laughs> Wyatt Russell. Um, real name is John Walker, like the whiskey. Yes. And he <laughs> he's sort of like tabbing this, exactly this tag like yeah, on his <laughs> locker door that says JW10. The locker, a woman comes into the locker room and says, uh, I remember sneaking in here all the time before your games. They have this conversation. It's somebody that John knows. And we're... we're the episode is immediately introducing us to this goober that we both dismissed immediately <laughs> when at first glance when we saw him coming down the steps of the Smithsonian yeah. wearing the wearing the skin of of the deceased Steve Rogers of the of the not deceased but the the retired Steve Rogers and it was gross and I'm and I still think it's gross but I feel like the show wanted us to get a different perspective on right. him and see if we can maybe be a little more gentle towards him. Yeah, I immediately started to say, oh, you know, I actually kind of like this guy, but I could tell I can see it's a, it's being done purposefully. Maybe it's not going to play out as we think down the road, but I was like, oh, he isn't the doofus, you know, but just that's, like you said. Yeah, you know? that's kind of one of my big three questions at the end. I won't give it away just yet, but I do like, I, I'm interested to know what you, what you think of him at the end of the episode, because at the beginning I definitely softened to him a little bit, Yeah, but I went, I kind of yeah. went back to being like, mm, no, nah, I think I was right about this guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then, you know, leading into that from, from basically we're, lo- we're looking at kind of almost like hit as um, his struggles in becoming, you know, Captain America and that he also has these issues too, which I think is, is cool because now we're bringing in, you know, getting into a little bit more of a summary here, you know, we're bringing in, in Bucky and Sam who also have mm-hmm. their personal issues too, you know, and now they have to face them kind of together in a way. So it's kind of cool that you got all these guys with these inner tra- traumatic things they're trying to get over you know sam is he worthy bucky being upset and and really resenting sam for giving up the shield i think he's real that that's really the struggle he's having here along with his personal struggles from being an assassin for many years so that's what's uh, really cool about the episode bringing them together and then also i have to do we got the the whole flag smashers and um and now they're gonna have to put their differences aside 
which I think, you know, through, through the show, we're, they're going to come together and figure things out. Now they got to come together and really figure out what's going on with these super soldiers. So do you have anything to, uh, to throw in there for the first uh, little part there? Yeah, it definitely helps that they they have a common enemy because when they kind of sh- when they show up in their helicopter later on, and they they sort of in yeah. a way rescue Falcon and, and Bucky, but then yeah. they they get themselves in some trouble too, like right afterward. It's good that yeah. you can tell they're they're fighting on the same side. Mm-hmm. They don't have necessarily the same methods. I think it's I think it is important to show all of John's doubts about himself at the beginning you know they say that he has three medals of honor he like went on all these rsi missions i'm not entirely sure what rsi is but uh, yeah they get the also sense that he's like that, yeah. special forces and like he's and, gone on dangerous missions for the defense of america and they say that he he'll, he mentions that he's not like he's not like you know like the hulk or like tony like he doesn't have gadgets and he doesn't have super strength so right so, so he doesn't have the serum. I kind of was thinking that he did. So this is kind of interesting. I find out that he didn't. Um, yeah, I, I don't know how you survive a single punch from somebody who does have super serum if you don't have it. Yeah. And he seems like he's got that perfect throw that shield out and like, you know, save that dude through the shit. Like, he just seems so hurt. Like he's got really perfect skills, you know, like you've got super serum. So I don't know if that's, Maybe the truth or not, but maybe we'll find out down the road. Or maybe when he says super strength, he means like Hulk super strength, which is considerable compa- compared to Captain America. <laughs> Here's the thing. Do you think when we're told that that like Black Widow and Hawkeye don't have super strength or have like super serum, like do you take that at face value? I I do. I do. So I do. I don't think that they have superpowers, no. But they do some incredible feats yeah, of like, strength and acrobatics, though, right? <laughs> I think they're yeah. That's the thing is they're they're like people at the at their peak of yeah. performance. Like so, like I don't know. It's hard to say. It's not superpower, but you know they're certainly better than me. <laughs> I don't know exactly what they mean there with that, but I think we'll we'll figure out a little bit more. And so then think- I do like and I do like the fact that he's. This is another reason why I kind of liked him. He's trying to. He's trying. He's really trying to do his best to 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 have Falcon Winter Soldier like him and to get him on his side. I want you guys to help me, you know. And so and is that it, last line though. So is that it, last line? It, yeah, exactly. It is, and it's really yeah. Because yeah, no, you're right. Because I think I think the reason Falcon said that is because the last thing he says is it would ha- it would really be helpful to me if I had Cap's wingman on my side. Yeah, and I think like that's that's what Falcon has been trying to break away from. He's not the sidekick, absolutely. But then he's got the whole the whole struggle where uh, he was, you know. I wish he didn't give up the shield, but uh, but I feel he was he must have been pressured, man. You know, do you do you think so? I I don't know. Or he he must have been, but I don't I don't know why he didn't just say like, "Give me the shield back." You don't I I don't want you to have it. Yeah. This wasn't yeah. my intention for where it would end up. Yeah, exactly. That I think that's a good point. Like my intent was just to be, to to be in the museum, and now now you're handing it off to somebody else. Exactly. Just like he said, what do you want me to call America and tell him I changed my mind? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
actually, and I want you to yeah. give me the shield right now. Like, I don't yeah. know why he didn't just say, just say, give me the yeah. shield. Cause Definitely. I would try to appeal to this guy. If he's, if he's like, Hey, I'm trying to, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm trying to be a good guy, whatever. Be like, all right, well then give me the shield, prove it. Yeah, exactly. Just, you can very easily prove your intentions by giving me that shield. Yep. Let's what see. do you think about the fact that he treats this like, like, uh, like like a job ladder like he's like i followed cap's career very closely i modeled my work after his he's talking about this like he's a young athlete that's been following like following the the jordan's career and trying to become the next jordan or like he's almost this perfect example of of who and what he should be but there's some there's something special about cap that you need to have that's missing whether no matter how good you are there's something missing that I think that that's kind of going to lead into something there. You know, you can, you can be the best and have the medal of honor and everything, but do you have that exactly what he said about jumping on the grenade? Yeah, I jumped on a grenade three times, but I did it with a helmet that will protect me. So I don't die. It's kind of my thing. You know, exactly. Yeah. It's just a totally, it's all about the heart and his honor. And, and, and yeah. Steve did it before he was yeah. a, a super soldier or anything. Like he did exactly. it when he was a scrawny kid from Brooklyn. Exactly. And it's it's in here. It has nothing to do with the serum or anything. That's and that's the key. Yeah. The way the way that John was saying that, like I do it, I do I've done it four times. It's my thing. Like I have a yeah. reinforced helmet. It sounds like it's a thing he practiced, not right. a thing where he saw his friends in danger and was like, Oh, I gotta do something. So exactly. This is yeah. like he proved it. He really risked his life, proved it. And that's that's the difference. Do you like Battlestar? Battlestar, the uh the is that the, the sidekick character? Lamar Hoskins. Or, yeah, he's cool. I didn't really get much into into him. He's in the comics, right? I but I assume he is, because when he just comes out with that name, it's very confident and yeah, like, he, yeah, exactly. But I don't know much. I, he was cool, but I really don't know I didn't really don't don't know much about him. It's exactly what I meant with some of the Captain America stuff. Like I really I'm not familiar with him, but I knew he's gotta be somebody. Yeah, okay. It looks like he debuted and he's supposed uh, to be like the sidekick to this new Captain America. Is he like a side uh, character? Fictional superhero, 1986. He became the fifth character to assume the Bucky Barnes alias. Yeah, I don't know much about this character, to be honest, but his first appearance was in 1986 in the comics. Well, he certainly probably will uh, be something. I, I, I don't know. I liked, I liked him. Uh, I liked him swinging out of a helicopter, kicking a dude off a truck yeah. like, as, as his <laughs> sort of hero intro. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, he was cool. He was cool. I give him some cred, but I got to learn a little bit more about him before I can make a full-on opinion. In the next yeah. couple episodes, I'll give you a more solid, thorough answer. I I like both of these guys. I just don't like the situation. I don't like the. Yeah. I don't That's like what, what they're do. representing. Right. Exactly. I feel like they're they're something about their intent is positive, but I don't like the government backing them type thing. Mm. That that just seems seems yeah. like there's a lot of ulterior motives here. Which is weird because when you think about it, like that's, it's the same origin as Steve Rogers. He was working for the government. The government gave him the powers and the suit and the shield. He, he did the same kind of USO bullshit for a while before he (laughs) could be, could like go off and become his own hero. But Mm -hmm. it is objectively, it's the same origin story, but there's definitely a deliberate feeling of it's or the repackaged version of it. It's something like it's not the right person. Yeah. 
It's like if you played Not, like a VR representation of one of your memories. Like it's yeah. almost that it's, it's almost, almost there, right but, but not quite i hope almost like he realizes he's maybe not cap the captain america and at, at the at the end they willingly he willingly will i know we're jumping way far ahead but i just thought about it. maybe he'll it'll be something more willingly he'll give up the mantle because he knows it's not really supposed to be for him we'll but, definitely come back to that with one of my big three questions at the end so let's yeah let's table cool. let's table that for now yeah <laughs> all right Cool. Uh, Sam and him first meet. You know, Bucky is just that they, they kind of just hate each other right from the start. And then he made that funny. <laughs> that's funny. The funny line about about Gandalf. <laughs> See, I read that back in 1937 <laughs> when it came out. Yeah. Oh, it's that so one, good. <laughs> that was really funny. It's so and, perfect uh, because it's it's so sincere. Bucky is so earnest. And he's just like, <laughs> yeah, I read The Hobbit in 1938 when it came out exactly because every right. part of that is true and it's like <laughs> it is uh, <laughs> it's such a it's such a good joke because you have to think about yeah. it for a second you're like oh my god he's 100 years old yeah <laughs> yep. and i love his relationship with red wing it's just like like he just hates that thing it's so funny <laughs> we got to talk about red wing ryan we have to have yeah. we have to talk about red wing so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bucky Bucky is mad. He's like, you shouldn't have given up the shield. Falcon says, you know, Red Wing tracked these people in Europe to a building outside of Munich or something. And yep. he's like, I don't, I don't trust Red Wing. And Falcon gets very defensive. You don't have to trust Red Wing. And yes. I I sent you a gif of like my shocked reaction. <laughs> said, I don't <laughs> yeah. trust Red Wing. Uh no, I, I guess not shocked, but like, you. how dare you? Yeah, how dare you? Exactly. That's um, my boy. And then Red Wing gets snatched out of the sky by Carly oh. later on, and she just breaks it over her knee. And Bucky goes, man, I've always wanted to do that. <laughs> yes, I wrote that down right there. I love it. And I and, love the scene after he jumps out of the plane, too, and he's laying there. Like, I know you got that all on camera. It's like, uh, right up, if you don't get out of my face, Sam, I'm going to break it. <laughs> yeah, so they really okay. foreshadowed Red Wing getting broken. And then, and then, yeah. and then later, Falcon uh, comes back. They meet back up, and he's like, I'm sorry about Red Wing. And Falcon just goes, no, you're not. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and I did, I asked this question last time, like, what, what would Sam's reaction be if Red Wing got destroyed or broken or something? And we get that answer in this episode. He doesn't seem that broken up about it, but in a way that makes me think Red Wing's not permanently destroyed. Like, he can, yeah. he can rebuild it. I feel like the AI is stored somewhere. You know, it's just the mechanical peak. You know, the mechanical Red Wing, you know, he can clearly put more, put his Red Wing personality, if he's got one, into another. I'm I'm hoping this experience gives Red Wing, like, a battle scar, and now he's, like, a little more, he's got a little more personality after this, because he's been through some, some shit. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah he's, like, he flies back, lands on his shoulder, like, that was a doozy, buddy, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> do you want Red Wing to have a voice? <laughs> yeah, I do, but I just wanted to just sound like that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> who should who should do the voice oh god Whoopi goldberg <laughs> yeah so yeah he hates his red wing what were the all of the uh flag smashers i, I mean i know they were i still was trying to have trouble putting together what they were they're stealing a truckload of like vaccines or medicine or medicine uh, yeah. did, did they get into what they were doing what they were distributing it to people 
So did they get the detail about what that was? Because I didn't really hear the deets there. A little. They talked a little bit about how there's all of these efforts for blip refugees, people that came back from the snap and like there there are social structures for them and recovery efforts. and, Mm -hmm. And, you know, they have to figure out like housing and things like that, jobs for these people. And I think that's the the GRC, the Global Repatriation Council, is, yep, is yep. the ones doing that, like taking care of the returners from after the Thanos snap. The uh, Flag Smashers and Emphis Nest over here, Carly, they, they're like considered Robin Hood. People say that they're like Robin Hood. She has a line about how the GRC cares more about people who came back than those who never left. Yeah. And I wrote down, like, these guys would have sided with, with Thanos. Definitely yeah. would have been, like, supporting his ideal and supported yep. the concept of, like, eliminating half of all life. Which they makes liked sense. it that way. Yeah. Totally in a real world, I can absolutely see this type of th- If this was reality, like, something like this, there would really, you'd have the extremist group that in, thought the time when people were gone were good. It really makes sense. I think it's, mm-hmm. that's a really, it's a really cool idea. It's, it, it's uh, almost, it's almost like Tony almost represents that in Endgame when he's like, look, I gotta, it's really, we do have a chance, yeah. but I also have a four-year-old daughter now that like, exactly. I wouldn't give up for anything. I, so. I've created a new life now that I, I, enjoy i had to move on and i did and it's like what well, it's it's a tricky it's tricky that's why like again the whole blip stuff is really cool and how they slowly revealing all the little thing the troubles that that really caused and it, and it's this it's this weird comic booky parallel for for immigration it's very much the we well we were here first so the 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 nation the the authoritarian body should use its resources to take care of us because we're here and we were here before and those people are just coming in with hungry mouths and like looking for homes to live in and why do they deserve it because they weren't here for the past five years and it's it's I mean, the extra layer of that, the answer is, well, they were there five years before that, though. Like They, yeah, they kind I mean, of got, it's it's not like they're coming in for the first time. They were exiled and they're trying to come back. Exactly. Um, it's, it's a tricky situation because both sides have a serious point. I didn't ask to be snapped away for five years. And, but at the same time, you know, these people left, had to adapt and now you're back and now we got to adapt again. It's cool. Crazy world. I hope, it, I hope it doesn't really happen. Man. Hope what doesn't really have the snap. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be inconvenient to say the least. Yeah, it really would. <laughs> Damn, man. Wait, oh. is that what you were saying? You hope doesn't really happen or something else? Yeah, I was just, no, I was just made oh. it. Like, <laughs> just trying to do it with a straight face and be funny about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh god okay <laughs> well i will say like it's i did mention last time like the 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 show doesn't want to get it doesn't want to be about social issues but i think it's i think it's doing a a good job that this type of show is is able to do like yeah. it's not going to solve society's problem but i think it's doing a good job of commenting on it in a way that's like poignant mm-hmm. and not glib yeah they're, they're not ramming it. They're not, they're not cramming the situations into the story that doesn't make sense. They're legit using these actual events to, to, that these social situations really do happen. And it's not, yeah. you know, and I like that. It's very natural. It's not, it's not something they're just trying to put in there because that's the world nowadays. This is real, you know, this yep. is how the world is. 
Yeah, like Sam, like Sam getting uh, stopped by the police a couple times, and yeah, exactly. I mean, we're just two guys talking on the street, exactly. And but like the black guys, of course, the first one they go to, you know, and then only until, until they realize who he is. Face. No, now it's okay. But I yeah. do like how they end up arresting the white guy at the end, though. That was nice. Yeah, they're, they're so focused <laughs> was, on yeah. oh, who's this black guy? Like yelling at somebody on the street. We gotta, yep. we gotta we got to look into this situation that they're ignoring the guy with the warrant for the his real arrest. Guy was, exactly. It was perfect, really. And then the whole, yeah. Oh, you're an Avenger. Oh, we're so sorry. Oh my gosh. Yeah. What a misunderstanding. We obviously, we wouldn't have treated you this way if we had known that. Right. Like, yeah. Oh, but, okay. So that oh, makes it better. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Just cause I'm an Avenger. It's that sucks, but yeah. It and, it's, and it's really sad that that comes right after he's, He's he just finds out this very upsetting news about Isaiah. Yeah, that there was another black super soldier. Yeah, this yeah. whole time and no one told him about it. Yeah, it's crazy. And they treated him like shit all those years. You know, yep. they, what they lock him up for thirty years. Experimented on him and everything. Yeah, yep. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, hopefully, yeah. We'll would find you more cool? Would stuff you think of him. of of Isaiah like that whole introduction and that character like and, the, and then like what it says about the MCU as a as a whole I thought it was really interesting and um I thought it was a cool character I was taken by surprise I really didn't expect I didn't know that, that there was any African-American super soldiers from back in the day and I really like the direction that that's going I think that's a really cool storyline I hope they continue with it and go further into it into the past a little bit I hope they show a little bit about what what he did back then, you know? Yeah. I think it's important. I think it's, I think it's an important thing for them to do. Yeah. And I, as, and in the MCU in general, exactly. I just think it's important that they, they bring these things up and it's, it's great. And they do it in a very good way. Just like we were talking about too. It's not forced. It's really well done. Yeah. They even, they even managed to get like the, the classic MCU humor in there when, uh, when he's kind of rolling up to the house, when they're Bucky and and Falcon are rolling to the house and there's two kids playing and one of them says, oh, you're Black Falcon. My dad says you're Black <laughs> <Yeah>. Falcon. <laughs> and he's like, no, it's just Falcon. He's like, well, my dad says. <laughs> yes. He's like, so I guess that makes you Black Kid, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yes. That was a great scene. <laughs> <That's> so true. <laughs> yep. Uh, they also, they also pre uh, earlier in the episode, they sort of allude to this conversation. Oh, you come back from Wakanda. Uh, Bucky says to, Falcon says to Bucky, you come back from Wakanda and what, you're the White Panther now? He's like, actually, <laughs> yeah. the White Wolf. The White Wolf. <laughs> yes we're in it is nice and that I, I think their their relationship is just so the dynamic between sam and bucky is is so good um and i did go back and watch some in civil war they do have a couple good ones too like that what that one in the car that you talked about and the, move the seat up and there was another oh uh, there was another can you move your seat up no <laughs> <laughs> there was another scene too. I can I meant to write it down and I didn't, and I cannot remember what it was. It was another really funny one. I thought from Civil War. Yeah. Oh well. Think of it for next time. Isaiah says, uh, "You know, your people to to Bucky." And he's like, "Yeah." And uh, Falcon's like, "No, don't take that personally." <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "No, no, no. You, he meant he meant Hydra. He meant your people. Yes. He meant Hydra. Don't take that personally." <laughs> I like that when Bucky got arrested, they cut to the precinct and uh, John comes to sort of bail them out. Like you get to see John swoop in and 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 rescue everybody because he's yeah. using his pull, his, his his reputation and his position with the with the government as the new cap. And then and then we're getting to the end where uh, 
yeah, where they, he tries, this is where he really tries to get him. He really wants to try to get him on their side to help. But, you know, you're working for the government. You have too much protocol. We work undercover, you know, mm-hmm. and I don't, and I don't think it's going to work. And then that's basically, uh, well, if you're not going to be with me, then stay out of my way. You know, so, now that is the scene. That's the scene where I, I was like, wait, is this guy going to be like a complete jerk now? But does that mean that now he's going to do whatever it takes if they're in his way or it's ominous because yeah. I, I could see a situation where they're inside of a building and mm-hmm. like the only thing like the bad guys also in there and and the only thing john can do to stop the bad guys blow up the whole building and yeah like, well they shouldn't have been in there so i'm gonna just count it as collateral damage i don't know though i don't like yeah. he doesn't strike me as that as the kind of like by any means necessary kind of soldier. Yeah. He seems like he would go back for them if they were in danger. Like I think it, I think it was meant to be ominous, but it's really just tough guys posturing for each other. Yeah, I think you're right about that. It, and that they're going to end up working together. That's my prediction. Yeah, he's just trying to be the tough guy. Yeah, ah, well, you don't want to join me? Well, then get out, stay out of my way. You know, like... Yeah. The, the tough guy, but you're right. They, they'll end up maybe working together, not like and you loving each other, but they'll work together. Because that's kind of the that's kind of the through line with Bucky and Falcon all the time that they're that they are they're both kind of. I think that there's this constant awareness that each of them is a little bit under the shadow of Steve Rogers. Like both of yeah. them are. It's Captain America and Falcon, Captain America and Bucky Barnes. But now it's the two of them headlining their own show. <laughs> and yes. and they're, they're both trying to struggle out from underneath that identity of being the sidekick or being the afterthought. Mm-hmm. They, yeah, it's kind of like, that's kind of what the show is about at large. And now we have this third character that is kind of arguably the same. He's trying to crawl out from under the shadow of Steve Rogers and be yes. his own thing, yeah. his own person, his own hero. Very aware of the struggles against that. And it's not easy for him to do it. And I I really do hope that he just they like you like they all come together they work they fight they solve this whole problem and then you know Sam gets to be Captain America and our boy here Johnny Walker you know Black Label will be uh, somebody uh, on the side he's he's got to be somebody in in the comics he's like U.S. agent or something I mean I vaguely looked into it but you know give him some role I think he'd be cool in the MCU maybe to be just just not Captain America you got it's just not gonna happen. Yeah, I can't, I can't do it. Can't have him be Captain America. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not, I like with the, a, not with this. Not with an up an up face like that. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have a um, chin to fill out fill out that mask. <laughs> <laughs> uh, poor John Walker. Um, know, we're sorry. You know, he, he's well, I don't know. I'm I'm reserving. I'm reserving judgment because the show the show doesn't want me to be certain about how I feel about him. So I'm not certain about how I feel. About yeah. Him. They they yeah. they introduced him in a way that was deliberately designed to mm-hmm. make me upset at the character or make me have doubts about the character. So I did. And now they're making now they're fleshing <laughs> his story out in a way that's deliberately supposed to give me pause and make me question, is he really a bad guy? So I am. But I'm also there's part of me that's like, all right, if you're going to bounce me around all over the place with this character, I'm yeah. just going to wait and see. I'm not going to exactly. I'm not going to predict like for sure this guy's going to be good or bad. These are the things that just drive me nuts. I just want to like like him or hate him. Like, oh, he was cool there. But, oh, <laughs> no, no, no. I don't want to think he's too cool. What if he's an asshole? You know, like. Ah, 
it just drives me nuts. It's, it's, it's a hard, really it's cool. a hard performance to pull off for any actor though. And yeah. I, like, I like when it's done well. And I, I do think this guy to give the actor credit, Wyatt Russell, I think he's doing a good job of oh, yeah. giving you that both like doubt. Mm-hmm. And now maybe I can put my faith in this guy. Yeah. I think the acting has been really good. The MCU usually, the acting is top notch and it's no different here. It's also important that we see how other people in his life view him because we see that that woman at the beginning that comes into the locker room and talks about what a great person she thinks he is and and her good, good memories of him. The reporter that's interviewing him is, I mean, it's it's very much an act, but he's kind of being humble and she's like, oh, now let's look at your resume. You're actually, you did <laughs> yeah. this and you did, you have three medals of honor. It is, I think it's good to see like, what do other people think of this character? Cause it doesn't matter yeah. what we think of them at the end of the day. Yeah. People, people are comparing him. I see to Homelander from the boys, but okay. I don't see, I don't see that evilness in him. Like, like some people have mentioned about Homelander, something right from the start Homelander is, has this real evil in him, but I don't see that with this this character and I don't think the comparison's perfect. I, I think he's got like a heart and he's actually gonna be a good person. Homelander's like a psychopath. I don't think this guy's gonna go that far. You know, but it's a similar aspect of the getting the people to love him. But is he really good? I don't know. Homelander's Homelander is he's unhinged. There's something about him that it's it's like if I sat in a room with a gorilla and somebody was there that was like, no, this gorilla is totally calm. It's very friendly. I'd be like, great. I know at any moment, though, that gorilla, like that could change. And that yeah. gorilla could just start smashing <laughs> things and go on a rampage. And there's yeah. nothing anybody can do about it. Great description. Um, yes. So it's like, all right. I, yeah. <laughs> and And there's that. Something like that, that that I don't see inside inside John Walker. I thought I'd bring up the comparison just because I do see some similarities. But yeah, what what do you see? What do you see as similar between the, between Homelander and this guy? Like I said, it's more of the the parading them out in front of the people to represent okay. the, to represent something about America and how great we are, and it's that's basically the similarity I see in that way, but not so much the character, but now I'm seeing how different of a character he is, but that's the vibe I got right from that first time I saw him. But now I'm seeing how the character is separating more away from what that is, but that's what I got right off the bat. You know, you're praying this great American hero with his American flag in front of him and everyone loves him. I got that little evil vibe at first, but I'm definitely seeing how it's going in a different direction this time with, with this guy. I don't think he's going to be like that. But like, but again, it's the similarities were were there. So, did you get that same impression when you watched Captain America: The First Avenger and he's doing the USO tour and they're like, you know, the Star Spangled Man with a plan? No, I I, I didn't because the the, 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 the the it all goes down to the great acting. The great acting of Anthony Starr, who plays, plays Homelander, and then Chris Evans, who's playing Captain America. It's a similar type vibe, but the way they're playing it is uh, Anthony Starr gives this sociopathic in his eyes. Just the way he performs it is perfect. And the way Chris Evans does it as a more innocent, I'm, I'm really who I say I'm. I'm, I, I would save the world. I'm, it's, it's, that's yeah. the you said Anthony Starr is the actor? I think Anthony. I don't think there's a, I think it's a, without an H. Yeah, but I think he's a, he's a, I haven't seen anything else with him in it. He's great as that character. And I think it comes yeah. really down to the acting in that. And that that's what it is. But same, same idea. But again, 
Chris yeah. Evans portrays it in such a, a more heroic, patriotic way. Homelander's really? selfish, more about himself. With Homelander, that's exactly it. It's the first time that you see him smile at somebody without smiling with his eyes. Yeah. And you realize, oh my God, this guy doesn't believe in any of these things that he's telling people. They What I like about Homelander, just like to talk a little bit about the boys real quick. Yeah, no, um, I, I love the show. I great <laughs> is that show they they show a they do a great job of depicting the other members of the seven like the invisible guy and um i forget the aqua dude's name translucent and uh, the deep the deep yeah and showing like how much these guys are they're they're a version of that they're they're up front their face their public face is a superhero they're like one of the mm-hmm. big superheroes but in reality, they are scumbags. Yep. Homelander is this version of that that's like, he's still this pristine Boy Scout, but when you find out like what his deviant behavior is, because yes. it's not the same as uh, Deep and, and Translucent, it's not the same deviant kind of thing, but it's like even worse because it's so psychopathic. Yeah. And it's almost shows you the level of power that you're given to somebody with a sociopathic mind or something like, you know, someone like the deep is not quite as powerful, but when you give someone like Homelander, he has the ability to be the ultimate sociopath. He can do whatever Mm. he wants and he has no repercussions because no one can stop him. That's just awesome. They're all really, they're all kind of like that levels of sociopath and how, and how these powers are, allow them what they do with these powers being that a person in that kind of a mind you know what i mean and i feel like because homelander is so powerful it allows him to just be that total fucking creep even more so than the deep because just what he can do yeah ryan do you watch the tick on amazon i don't know i think it's really good it has it's a it's live action right not, yeah, yeah, it stars okay. uh, Griffin Newman and Peter Serafinowicz, and they're both really good. It's it, there's a, a, another like I think there's a, some other UCB actors in it too, and it's mm-hmm. it's very it, it has a very similar tone as the boys in in like the way that it breaks down superheroes and shows like their real lives or their quiet moments in between yeah, being heroes yeah. and stuff. It's a lot more comedy tone than the boys, but it's, it's very, I think it's very fun. I think you'd be into it. I think you'd like, um, it. yeah, I'll uh, check, I check that out this afternoon. Cause I got nothing to watch. Dope. Yeah. Let me know what you think of that. Cool. Yeah. I, I do. I, I like that comparison though, between Homelander and John Walker. John Walker is definitely not Homelander. I, the dark path yeah. I could see for him. Cause he is, he is, he does seem to have good intentions. He does seem to want yeah. to be a hero. He doesn't seem to have some creepy ulterior motive that he is hiding in the back of his mind. We could be wrong about that, but I, I, I could see if this character goes dark, it's because something happens on a mission. Yeah. Battlestar gets killed in front of him or something happens to him. He gets maimed or he gets like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. just imprisoned by somebody and something might happen to get him, like like with yeah. Bucky, where he, he ends up an enemy, yeah. but not because he wanted to. Right, exactly. I agree with you completely. But I like, I think that you're right. He genuinely wants to help. He, he's genuinely, he's genuinely a good person. I think he's going to end up on the, on the good side of things. You know, we're going to need some heroes with all these, uh, strong ass uh flag stompers so <laughs> I mean, that begs, begs the question ryan who will indeed lead the call for america who will rise or fall give his all for america who's here to prove that we can red wing red wing the star spangled <laughs> robot with a plan <laughs> damn right
That's right. <laughs> Redwin's coming back, baby, and he's saving the world. <laughs> and he's going to have the voice of Soundwave, I've decided. <laughs> Up to this prime. Yes. Transform. <laughs> or it could just be Danny, De- I'm not doing- <laughs> Danny DeVito with fake feather wings on. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> he's small enough to sit on his shoulder. <laughs> yeah. They should have gotten no, Danny no, DeVito. No. Danny DeVito in a backpack. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And when he deploys him, he's just like he unzips and hops. Oh man. They missed opportunity for WandaVision. They should have gotten Danny DeVito to be baby vision during that growing pains <laughs> intro sequence. Yes, they should have. Um oh I think I think we're I think we could start talking about my big three questions because that is one of my big three. So this is a section of the podcast that we are calling Lose Big Three. We're not talking about aliens. Well, we are talking about aliens, androids, and wizards. <laughs> but uh, specifically in this case, uh, let's start with androids. So yeah. is Red Wing coming back? We've talked about that a little bit. You think he is. I think he'll be rebuilt in some way. But uh, do you think we'll see him like right away in the next episode? Do you think there'll be any sort of fanfare about it? Or it'll just he'll just be there the next time Falcon needs to deploy him? No, I think we're going to see some kind of scene where maybe they'll even discover maybe some new tech they can use. But it seemed like Sam was pretty good at doing repairs and stuff on it because he was working on it there. And I think he might be able to do some repairs. And I'm hoping maybe we get a Red Wing with a little extra something to him. I, I don't know what, but a voice would be great. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a trope with with robots and movies and TV where once they come off the factory talking like they talk and being a factory line model, but once they get a little bit damaged or once lightning strikes them like mm-hmm. Johnny five, or once, you know, they fall out a window, like yes. in Bicentennial man, like then they start to form a personality and they become this beloved character. So, yeah. He'll, he'll get a soul, you know? Yeah. Wanda will give him a, for. a shard of the soul stone, oh. mind stone. <laughs> oh man. That'd be perfect. I love Red Wing. I want more Red Wing and I want Red yeah, Wing no, to get it, upgraded. <laughs> Red Wing, but I also don't think they'll go too long. I think they know yeah. people like Red Wing. So I wouldn't even be surprised if I next episode they're already, you know, working on a new one. He he got a Red. One cool thing that you mentioned like he he can just do repairs. He's just doing repairs like at a cafe like on the table. <laughs> Yeah, yes. I do as a comic book fan, it's a little it's a little weird to me still, even even after 11 years of watching Marvel movies, 12 years of watching Marvel movies, that like almost none of them care about their secret identity. They don't that's not really a thing in the MCU. It isn't. That's really gone away. Even Spider-Man now, yeah. everyone, and, and that's, and Spider, no one knows who Spider, that's never really a thing, is it? Every Spider-Man's identity is like pretty much always a secret. Yes. And, uh, and, it's, and, and it they, has to be, or else like people that are close to him will get yeah. kidnapped that's, constantly or killed. Kind of like one of Spider-Man's biggest struggles, not being known to make sure that all the people he loves don't get hurt. They make a big point of that. And like, I think almost every one of the film series. <laughs> So, yeah. you know, so, but it, yeah, it's not a, not as big of a thing, but it's, and it's kind of cool because it's almost like the world yeah. treats them like celebrities. And I think that's kind of fun in a way. And it also makes more sense because I was watching the, I was watching the Snyder Cut. I watched the Snyder Cut this week and it's, I mean, that, that thing like Clark Kent just taking off his glasses and <laughs> you're like, it, it, okay, silly. but he's still a huge dude. 
He's still like big (laughs) and muscular. And if there's a guy at the office that, that is that big and muscular, you'd at least joke about like, you know, you kind of could pass for Superman (laughs) and it would be somewhere in the back of your mind. Like eventually you'd put the pieces together. I feel like the MCU has a little more respect for the, the citizens of the world that, that these superheroes live in that they're like, yeah, okay, cool mask, but we know who it is. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's just yeah. the costumes almost more for the fun of it, <laughs> you know, or for the technology that's in them or something more so than it is to to hide themselves, which I do definitely think is better. I like it's also it. a thing where they could do like because they've done this in a couple of the Iron Man movies where like the suit goes haywire or the suit gets hijacked and everyone thinks Iron Man is doing something, but it's the right. suit like so they're, they're able to play around with identity in all of yeah. those ways. And we talked last time about like, sometimes they'll reveal it's not actually that character. They're just wearing a costume. And, mm-hmm. and you know, that happened with John Walker. So yeah, just, uh, it's a weird thing with identity in the MCU. So speaking of identity, actually that leads to my second big three question. <laughs> James Buchanan Barnes has several different names and nicknames throughout the MCU. Uh, most recently in this episode, during the therapy session, <laughs> Falcon refers to him as Freaky Magoo over here. (laughs) (laughs) Freaky Magoo. So Ryan, out of all of James Buchanan Barnes' nicknames, what is your favorite nickname? Well, I have to say that one, Freaky Magoo, is pretty good. (laughs) Uh, White Panther was kind of funny. Uh, White Wolf, cool. What other things has he been called? Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. Yeah, that's fun, but did... Yeah, I'm going with just, I'm going with Freaky Magoo, <laughs> and then Bucky, Bucky Barnes. Uh, which, yeah, that's more of just hey, Bucky, what's up, buddy? You know, but well, uh, he's he's well, he it means more to him though because he yeah, tells Falcon we, like you can't call me Bucky, you can't call yeah, me. Yeah, that was true. They called him Buck. Yeah. Oh, that's what it was. Buck, that like, was you, okay. yeah. You can't call me that. Yeah, which is true. Yeah. There's another one, Buck. That's yeah, another one too. But yeah, we'll go with we'll go with the uh, the new one, Freaky Magoo. Freaky Magoo, man. Come on. <laughs> I like that. Another another way I was going to ask this question was like, let's say you are at a store, you're buying a, a t-shirt, you want a cool Marvel t-shirt that has James Buchanan Barnes on it. And like underneath it says one of his names, like what name do you want printed oh. on the bottom oh. of that shirt? That makes me more wanted to say Winter Soldier. That's, okay. That sounds more badass. I want him to be. I want him to be. You know, the Winter Soldier, Bucky. It would be cool, badass okay. Winter Soldier. But it's not the coolest name. But it works best with the shirt and the badass array that I like to project because I'm a badass. Gotcha. I'm my aesthetic <laughs> so, is is uh, <laughs> my whole aesthetic is very nerdy, and I would I would want the freaking Magoo because it's sort of a semi obscure <laughs> reference to something, and people would either get it and they'd be like, oh, that's great. Or they'd ask me about it. And then I get to nerd out and be like, oh, it's from this episode yeah. where Falcon called him that. Uh, it's like just a picture <laughs> of Buggy. It just says Freaky Magoo. Yeah, man, <laughs> I should, you know what? I should print up some merch for Robots versus and Zelda's t-shirts. <laughs> I should design it on like Public. Um, I, might, awesome. I might actually do that this afternoon. I'm kind of joking about it, but it's a thing I could do. I might as well. <laughs> really? I'll look into that. I'll look into that. That is fun. Yes. Listeners, if anybody if anybody wants to design uh, that shirt and send in the design, let me know. Get yeah, on we'll, it. <laughs> we'll split the proceeds. <laughs> 
And Ryan, my last big three question is, yes. is John Walker, uh, and I'll also include Lamar Hoskins, our Battlestar and New Cap, are they going to be alive at the end of this show? Yes. I, um, I, <sighs> man, sometimes these questions, I, I, I I'm going to, yes, I do. I do. I think that, uh, I think that this could be a good way to actually almost a little bit of a, uh, a, a, uh, what are they? Why can't I think of the word? The uh, initial story where you, you tell the, the, like, the first, no, like, you know, the, uh, introduction story. <laughs> Origin story? Origin story. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So yeah, so this could be a good origin story for maybe for their characters that what they could become in the MCU down the road. Now he's not going to be Captain America, or, you know, our boy there. Uh, jo- I can never remember his name because I keep getting Wyatt, and, but John Walker. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's definitely not going to be the Cap. He's definitely not going to be Cap. And it'd be cool to to Lamar to find out more about him, just because I don't really know much about him. But um, I I don't think they're going to die. No. Yet yeah, John Walker is a very American name, but yeah, like very much. Wyatt Russell, I'd say like they should just go with Wyatt Russell. Like that's <laughs> that is a pretty solid name. Yeah, it's like very it just very old west, like western kind of yeah. name. Like it's very I don't know. It's yeah. just very like down it home. Stands out. Like yeah. every time I try to think of John Walker, I keep. St- Wyatt keeps coming into my head. So it's it's a good name. Yeah. Yeah. They should have just named this character the same name as the actor, Wyatt Russell, <laughs> Captain America. I might be more I might be more supportive of him if they did. But yeah, they're uh, they're gonna they're gonna make it through the series, I think. And uh, I think they're gonna okay. help. I think they're gonna team up and, and help fight fight crime, baby. It it is important for the MCU to start introducing young Avengers, like literally young Avengers, like, like Shuri needs to come up, you know, we really Mm -hmm. need to start developing Shuri into a bigger Avenger character. Obviously Spider-Man's going to be leading, leading the way and he's really young. So it's, it's good to have like somebody in this kind of role that could be the young version of Cap and, and Bucky while while they're still around like they don't have to go away but it's 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 important to keep the team going that they Mm -hmm. bring in fresh blood and and especially young heroes because you know most of these most of these comic heroes they're like teenagers when they start out Mm -hmm. like that's kind of that's tends to be the trope of this superhero hero a lot of people out there arguing how they want to use all the the x-men from fox and stuff and like but but like as cool as it would be, the thing is like we want the X Men to be in the MCU for the next 10, 20 years. You know you can't mm-hmm. get someone who's forty five, fifty years old playing a character. I mean it's just not going to work. I, I think it's a much better idea to start fresh, get young actors, just like you're yeah. saying. They can be here for many years and grow and age with the character, and it makes sense. It would just totally yeah. And, and just you know, having, who knows, like you know, five years from now, I could be talking about how like Ironheart is my new like favorite MCU character. I don't know, yeah. but I'm I'm open to the idea of it because the MCU has done that so well. Like when, when before the Guardians of the Galaxy came out, I had no idea that five years later, Rocket Raccoon <laughs> would be my favorite Avenger. Yeah. Rocket Raccoon it, is my favorite MCU character. Exactly. We, we You go from just shows like this that are so grounded to we're watching a tree and a raccoon, but like... Mm-hmm. Something about it just works, and it, it's it's great. I love yep. it. <laughs> well, speaking of the Guardians, I have, like, one last little thing I wanted to kind yeah. of talk about with the big three. So the big three is aliens, androids, and wizards. And I wanted to see if you 
thought about this a little bit and like who falls into what categories because some yeah. characters fall into multiple I, categories like loki loki is an alien but i would also argue he's a wizard yeah um exactly and then an alien a wizard and then also like thanos thanos mm-hmm. isn't what do you think thanos is like an alien an alien yeah we go with alien but then who's a sorcerer mm-hmm. loki um who are some of the other villains we've seen? Would you? I would count Nebula as an android and an alien. Yeah, Neb. Exactly. There's another one. Yep, that is both. Yep, Nebula. Then we like Thanos, and we have fuck. I would count Vision as a android and a wizard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying um, to think. Shit. There's an Ebony, Ebony Maw. I would say is both an alien and a wizard. All right, so let's think. What are so? First of all, we got aliens, right? Aliens, yeah. Let's list some aliens. So, so Thanos. Who are some, al- who are some aliens that we've dealt with? Uh, Thanos, Thanos and the Black Order. So, Cull Obsidian, Ebony Maw, yeah. Proxima Midnight, guys. Glaive Corvus. Then we had the 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 Kree, the Kree, the Kree. in uh, Captain Marvel, which yep. is the Skrull, but they're kind of good guys. So mm-hmm. then we have aliens there, and we go back. No aliens in Ant Man. Avengers, of course, Loki, Age of Oh, Robot Ultron is the best of the of Robot. Oh, yep, like top notch, right there. Would you also count him as an alien because his mind is the Mind Stone and it's an alien thing? It's from space. You could count his his, his you know the, you could, but it I wouldn't go there. I wouldn't go there really, unless mm-hmm. like someone pushing it like you. I'd, okay. st- <laughs> I'd, st- I'd stick with probably he's mainly robot. Okay. Like Vision is more of a mix of things. Ultron, I, I'm just he's just kind of robot straight. Okay. Then what do we got? The Iron Man movies. We got the robot. He fights like another like Jeff Obad- Obadiah. So that's just another Obadiah robot, basically. and he just makes that big ass robot thing. Yep. First Thor movie, he fights that uh, destroyer, which I would say is kind of like a alien android. Yeah, that big, that big thing. Yeah, that yeah, thing was a cool. power stone. And then you got the dark elves; those are kind of alien wizardy. Thor yeah. Ragnarok. The frost course. giants are definitely alien wizards. Yeah, Thor Ragnarok. I mean, who's the the bad guy for the Grandmaster? Alien? Grandmaster, but the Grandmaster, yeah, he's uh, he's like a wizard, kind of. You know, he's got that, like that stick that melts people's ears. <laughs> Stepping in that movie's fantastic. Then we got for after Thor, the Captain America movies are all. There's no real alien type stuff in that. Red Skull is oh, maybe a wizard now. Red now that he's Skull, um, yeah. whatever the thing is on Vormir. What did he do? He got like super soldier serum, then like touched the space stone or something. Is that how he got all messed up? Yeah, and now he's an eternal yeah. being on Vormir. So I guess I guess that's a wizard. I guess. And then you got Bucky the, the Necromancer. Soldier. <laughs> so you got kind of a cyborg bad guy there. Who's that? Sorry, uh, Winter Soldier. Uh, in, in Winter Soldier, you got yeah, Bucky, definitely. Kind of, so basically, cyborg. And later, Crossbones kind of becomes a cyborg. Yeah, Crossbones. Which they too bad they like kill him like right at the beginning of uh, Civil War. Might be too bad, but it's it's spectacular. It's one of my favorite effects that they've done in the Marvel movies. The way that Wanda contains that explosion and like toss it's and also like that's one of the biggest incidents that's one of the biggest moments in wanda's 
yeah. conscience when throughout WandaVision. So like that yeah. moment really stood out, not just to me, but to Wanda. <laughs> There's also that so. awesome scene in Civil War I forgot all about. I shared it earlier on Facebook with, uh, where Vision's trying to keep Wanda there. And then uh, Hawkeye comes to kind of stop her and uses arrows to hold Vision. But then like Wanda, like they're fighting and like he's like phasing through him and you know, but then Wanda just like crushes him down, shoves him down through the floor. Badass. Such a, I didn't, I forgot all about that scene. I thought it was really cool. Yeah. Hawkeye Hawkeye is foolishly fearless considering like what he's up against. (laughs) He's got balls for a guy who just, for a guy who shoots arrows. What did he say in the age of Ultron? He's like, the the city is floating and we're fighting (laughs) robots and I've got a bow and arrow. None of this makes sense. I do like how he at least acknowledges it. <laughs> He's literally the one who can get his ass beat the most. I mean, <laughs> Black Widow even beats the shit out of him. <laughs> oh, goodness. So, Ryan, there, there's um, there's this big three, but then I think even, even in this episode, they call out that, like, there needs to be a fourth category at the very least of just super-powered dudes who punch, like, yes. <laughs> who punch really hard. Um, do you think there needs too. to be another category? Like, is that is that enough? Those no, categories? I do. There's one that I thought right from the beginning. There should be a god tier. Oh, okay, like who? You know the the gods, the Eternals of the Marvel universe. Oh, you know, yeah. So like beyond Thor, beyond yes, okay. exactly. Well, maybe even in like an an Odin or something. He's pretty super powerful. But yeah. um, who's who am I trying to, you know, like the Eternals, they're like gods, right? Like though that tier level, that's more than like alien to me. That's almost okay. like, or actually there should be another one interdimensional. Oh, Dormammu. Yeah. Well, yeah. Cause yeah. which of these three categories or four categories would Dormammu fit into? You're right. Inter, that's, yeah. That's, I guess you could make an argument for wizards, but yeah. not really. He fights wizards. He fights the Sorcerer Supreme, but he's not. He does. Like, what is he really? That's a, it's like just an interdimensional entity or something. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, stuff we need like to, that. We need to write to Marvel and let them know they missed, uh, they missed something, yeah. but it's okay. Cause we got it. We, we picked it up. I'm so trying to think of a good, who's a good God tier? Like a good, there are gods in the MCU, but I just can't like think of a good, good one. Well, it's, it's, it's the big difference between Marvel and DC is that DC is all about gods among men and it's about yeah. gods and monsters. And they do and a lot more of that type of stuff. Yeah. Like Wonder Woman is literally the daughter oh, of gods um, and like Star Lord's father. Okay. Ego? Um, you know, yeah. Yeah. Something so like, like that. The Celestials, the attorney. Yeah. yeah. God, Celestials, Eternals. I don't know. I don't know what you want to call okay. them. All those different. <laughs> I think you know? it's fair. Yeah, I think it's fair that uh, on Falcon's list and on John Walker's list, those are. Yeah. Was it John Walker's list or was it Lamar's list? Whoever, whoever on the other side came up with the list as well. I think it's fair that they don't consider the select. They don't yeah. have the same meta knowledge. They they didn't they, read the they, comic books like we did. <laughs> they haven't been down that road. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They didn't watch the entire MCU. They're just involved in the movies they're in. <laughs> so. Exactly. Cool. So, Ryan, okay, a couple of uh, housekeeping things for the podcast itself, for Robots versus Dinosaurs. There's two big things that we didn't do on the last episode. We did talk about these with WandaVision, uh, but with every property that we cover on the podcast, I like to um, find out. So just examining The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the two episodes we've seen so far, the show features some cool robots. Would you say that this show 
is a plus one for robots, a minus one for robots, or neutral? I think this show is absolutely a plus one for robots. Not only are you getting a cyborg human with a super strong, awesome arm, and he's a super soldier, but you're also getting cool red wing robots that assist in the robotic wings of the other the other hero. You're getting a couple different kinds of robots. They're awesome. The technology's cool. Definitely a plus one. I agree. Plus one for sure. Do you think any dinosaurs will show up on this show? Oh, no, but I'm very disappointed about the end, that answer. <laughs> well, we, we, I had the same doubts about WandaVision, but then we had a whole discussion about a Dorcasaurus Rex because of the, the Halloween <sighs> It could There's happen. Hope. Yeah, hope. and maybe Red Wing gets transformed <laughs> into a uh, pterosaur. You, do, oh, <laughs> uh, you know you what? Know? That's... That's a category that's not on here. And I think it's, uh, oh, that's, I think it's not a dinosaur, right? Mutants. Is that what you're going to say? Well, dinosaurs, what? dinosaurs should be a sixth category, but mutants, um, genetic, <laughs> genetic anomalies is not a category oh, on the list, right? That is true. But maybe they purposely left it out because they haven't mentioned that because that's not a thing yet. Yeah. I think it's very much deliberately not yes. on the list. I think it's very yeah. much to make you think, oh, okay, they're definitely not including x-men or anything like that yet but what would because what would what would falcon classify if spider-man was a bad guy what would he classify him as that's a good one because he he would be in the same as the super soldier category matter of fact the hulk what does he consider the hulk same thing super soldier situation you know your 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 body's been altered by an outside source to create power so i think that's kind of what he means by the fourth group being a super soldier i mean that's kind of what hulk is kind of what spider-man is it's just they got these powers through a different source than that what would you call sense yeah it's uh i I want to call them mutants or genetic anomalies inhumans inhumans yeah mutates if they were DC meta meta humans, but this isn't DC, yeah. so <laughs> it's not. Uh, but hey, you know. So yeah. yeah, I don't know. That's a tough one, but you know, I I go with that. People, there's there's there really is a lot more categories than three. I mean, let's yeah. just <laughs> yeah. But these are the big three. These are the big they are, three. So <laughs> they are. so um, hard. I also just I don't know what made me realize this, but I just realized Falcon. If you think about it, he's kind of he's kind of the perfect leader for the Avengers because he's a combination of Iron Man and Cap. He's like Mm -hmm. the tech of of Iron Man and all of that and like a lot of the swagger of Iron Man, but also just like the tech, he's the tactician. He's got the good heart, like Mm -hmm. Cap, he's a good leader. But he doesn't take shit and stuff like Tony too, which is cool, but in the same way has that honor like Cap. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's like a perfect blend of those two leaders. And I think, I don't know, I I have, I have big hopes and dreams for Sam Wilson. Oh, before I get to the next uh, very important question, something else we didn't do last time um, that we kind of alluded to with talking about recasting. But before I ask that question, Ryan, have you killed the Avengers yet? Have I killed them? Yeah. All of the Avengers. I I needed you to kill all of the Avengers. Yeah. I tried and obviously I failed because Danny DeVito came down in his feathered wings and beat the shit out of me. (laughs) All right. Well, I guess we'll just put you back into the brainwashing facility and I will read the trigger words next week again, but try, just try harder next time, Ryan. Uh, I will. I will. I know, I know those Avengers are strong, but you got to kill them all. That's your mission. I'm going to get bit by a radioactive spider. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, okay. So (laughs) 
Uh, Ryan. Yeah. If we, if we, we did, I think we, I already know your answer, but if we were to recast any two characters on the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, not necessarily Falcon and Winter Soldier themselves, but any two characters with Danny DeVito and Whoopi Goldberg, who would you recast and how would that change the show? Well, I'll tell you right now, Red Wing is going to be Danny DeVito in a set Uh of wings on a, in a backpack on Falcon's back. Yep. Whenever he needs him, he's going to jump out and go, ha, and fly up. <laughs> no question. <laughs> Please just, just let me do this. Okay. <laughs> then we got Whoopi. Okay. Whoopi Goldberg is going to play, I think she's going to play uh, Zemo. You know, Ooh. we're going we're gonna to give her a nice subtle, that bad guy. I want to see what she does. Okay. That'd be yeah. fun. We're going to take her in a new direction. Give her a serious role. None of this sister act. Okay. I want to see your dramatic side. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The more, the more we're getting, Sebastian Stan is perfect, but the more we're getting this interaction between Falcon and Bucky, I would love to see Whoopi Goldberg as Bucky in just those like bits of banter between uh, the two of them. I, I don't know if it would necessarily be improved, but like Whoopi Goldberg is so good at that. Yeah, she is. Not taking shit and giving it back and just the sass. So yeah, like ripping, yeah, ripping back and forth with Red Wing as Danny DeVito. It would be yeah. like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh God. So I just yeah, can't got- get over this. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know why. I just I I just want to see Danny DeVito strapped to his back. I- <laughs> it's just perfect. It's so perfect. Um, I just picture uh, uh, I picture an Ace Ventura too when nature calls. <laughs> the big <laughs> tribesman walks in and Tommy <laughs> Davidson climbs in. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Oh my goodness! Uh, any predictions for next week's episode? Oh man, uh, I'm really hoping that uh, we get the two factions of the New Cap and and Falcon and. Um, the Winter Soldier kind of both going off and trying to f- maybe um, find out some more information about the Flag Smashers and hopefully they come together when they're both trying to do some fighting and hopefully they realize that they're on the same team and join join forces. Mm, okay. I have a feeling we're going to see more of Ka- uh, Kari, Kari, Kari. Oh yeah, we'll definitely see Nest. Her. But I think we're going to see more of like reasons we should sympathize with this character. I feel like they're going to start doing that, like fleshing mm-hmm. out the quote unquote, the bad guys yeah, and yeah. seeing like why they do the things they do. Um, mm-hmm. The fact that they're stealing medicine and giving it to people like that's already introducing this element of like, maybe they're not irredeemable. Maybe they're bad guys, but there's something like they could be brought back from the edge before they, yeah. they go over the line. Mm-hmm. So I think we're going to see more development on on her specifically, but like their their organization. Yeah, totally. So, yeah. Awesome. We've been talking a little bit over an hour. So I have just a couple of other like bonus things, but we could table them for next time. I wanted to see if you wanted to talk about uh, the Snyder Cut at all, or we could maybe like bring that up next time or um, uh, the Gawler Hour. We were going to like, we alluded to that, I think during WandaVision and we never really told listeners about that. So do you want to, do you want to cover that now or like table that for next let's, week? Let's do it next week. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, cool. Awesome. And then we I do. Can, I, we can, you know, then we can figure out what you know, what we're 
going to do. I do have one burning question about the Justice League movie, just because like, yeah, just because no. it's related to robots and dinosaurs. And I just want, I just want, just, I'm just, I'm not going to go into all of the Snyder cut, the four hour cut thing, but I have this one burning <laughs> question. Ryan, yeah. Cyborg, eventually his face and like chest will grow old, right? <laughs> what'll, like, what'll happen then? Like, will, will the rest of his robot body just kind of replace those parts? That is a great like, question. I think okay. he has to go into the shop like once every six months. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he gets an oil change, a tune-up. They uh, they adjust some of his parts so they don't look old. Yeah. You know, that's it's, the only thing I could think of. He's got to have some upgrades or something, something yeah. to keep his skin new. I don't can know you why. Just imagine? Just, can you I just what? imagine like you're limping, you're, 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 you, well, you have like one leg that's all old and decrepit with arthritis. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, I think in his case, he doesn't have any legs at all. I think oh, the only this, yeah. salvaged parts of him are like I'm, his upper chest of, and like uh, organs yeah, and, his, and like half of his face. Yeah. It was like, just like this and this. Because because they have the other cyborg from uh, Doom Patrol. I always get them mixed up. He's yeah. less because he's less cyborgy. <laughs> well, he's just kind of wearing jeans and gloves. But. He's just got <laughs> jeans and like half of a silver. <laughs> yeah, it's a lower budget. It's still yeah. fun, but um, but yeah, I've, I don't know why the Just League made me think of this concept, and I've never thought about it before in terms of cyborgs. Like that is a really good their organic thought, parts age differently than their their technological parts. <laughs> And eventually, they're they have to reconcile that. Does that part, does the side of his face just die? <laughs> right. And then the rest of him's alive. Like, that. is it eventually like a like a, a metal yeah. body with like skeleton, like a bone, like half? Because yeah. that would look cool. <laughs> eventually, just rocks off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's. He's that still going great... because he's mostly machine. So like, yeah, yeah I, I want to, I kind of want to see like a, a, a deep future cyborg. Yeah. Like what does that look like? Cyborg, like a hundred years from now. That'd be yeah. cool. It would always be great to see a show that delves into the realism of some of these weird things like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's just great. <laughs> That's why I think uh, I highly recommend the tick. I think like as much as it's, it's humor, it's over the top. They do go into some of the things that the boys does where it's like, well, what happens when these guys go to the bathroom? Like what, you know, yeah. what are, if we really break down these characters into mm-hmm. things that they have to do when they're not being a superhero, what does that look like? Yeah. So yeah. Awesome. I'm uh, as you know, bad at closing out the episode. So Ryan say goodbye hey. to the listeners. Don't forget to rate review and subscribe on all of the, uh, podcast apps, Robots versus Dinosaurs. Look for us on social media. Uh, make sure you like all of our posts. Uh, subscribe to our, the YouTube channel. Email us your t-shirt designs for uh, Freaky Magoo to robo, <laughs> robosvdinos at gmail.com. Or you can go to the website, robotsversdinosaurs.org, and there's a link to join our Discord. And Discord is really fun. If you're not part of Discord, it's free to download. It's kind of a social media thing, but you can join our Robots vs. Dinosaurs channel and uh, share art and like have fun discussions with the other users. All right, now I'm done promoting Ryan. Cool. <laughs> Everybody. Thank you so much. It's been a wonderful episode. I have a blast doing it. Can't wait to get to it next week. We'll have some even better notes and some even better jokes. Thanks, baby. We'll see you again. Love you, 3,000. Love you, 3,000. 1,400. Whatever. (laughs) I love you, 3,000. I love you some prime number. (laughs) 
I love you exponentially. <laughs> I love you, the anti-life equation. I give up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, goodbye, everybody. Hi, <laughs> right, Lou. I don't like the government. I don't like the government. They're going to make it through the series, I think. And uh, I think they're going to okay. help. I think they're going to team up and, and help fight, fight crime, baby. Because this virus attacks the lungs. It's never more infuriating when you realize that your life has a price tag on it. The truth of the matter is we are in the middle of an apocalypse. There's no leadership. I went from being an ER nurse to you're a healthcare hero. I feel like a sham. Apocalypse Now is a podcast that asks if we are living at the beginning of the end. I'm Joanna Van Thine. Join me every week as I talk with interesting people and decide if we're all doomed. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.